Welcome back, GPS to God. We are so glad all of you are here. We've got JC. JC was keeping count with how many times he's on. Oh, I've, I've been enough now. I've kind of lost track. Kind of, this there is you good. Go. That's what we want. <laughs> JC Swafford, Ryan Gotro, Adam Howard, and Daniel Sanders. And today we have a very special guest with us. First time we've had an author on. Yeah. We have Miss K.L. Gilchrist with us today. She is a Christian fiction author. If you didn't know such a thing exists, we're going to get into it and let you know that it does exist. But K.L., thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. We are, we are excited. Make sure you yeah, go check sure. out our website, gpstogod.com. You can email us, mailroom at gpstogod.com. Uh, find us on Instagram, all that cool kind of stuff. You know that. You can also find KL on Facebook, on Instagram. You can go to klgilchrist.com. Check her out as well. But uh, KL, can you just tell us a little bit about you? Who is KL Gilchrist? Okay, right now, KL Gilchrist is very, very nervous. I have to put that out there. <laughs> oh, there's no reason to be nervous here. You, you, you're probably... You are the best looking person on the podcast. Amen. You're probably the smartest. You smell the best, all that kind Listen, of stuff. Listen, I have been listening to you guys' episodes and I'm thinking, wow, man, they had, uh, they had comedians and football players. And and, and now and we're stepping our game up people, to get you. People started missions and running churches. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I, I write entertainment. I am not. I, I we are all about the entertainment. Where, where did you grow up? Let's start there. Where, where did you grow up? Sure. I grew up in central Pennsylvania. I grew up in Harrisburg, PA. I uh, graduated uh, and came to Philadelphia. Graduated from high school, came to Philadelphia. I've been here ever since. So I live right outside of Philly. Uh, Philly. And I have always wanted to be an author. Uh, always knew um, that I was going to write. I was that nerdy kid who just loved being in the library, loved reading. My dad uh, gave me a public library card and I think that was like the best gift I, I had ever gotten. So I've always wanted to write. Wasn't sure exactly what I was going to write when I was young um, and thought, well, you know, at some point I'll, I'll write novels, but I didn't know when, you know. Um, sometime around like my early 20s, I started publishing short stories um and still didn't get an idea for books but interesting thing happened around when I was 23 um is when I met the Lord gave my life to the Lord and I I had thought you know oh wow you know I'm gonna you know instantly God's gonna give me ideas for books to write and um this is just really gonna go I'm gonna write these uh great novels and it's gonna have people you know Christian characters and whatnot and it's gonna be amazing that didn't happen I, it was like a good 20 years maybe before I got an idea. Okay, well, I'm going to, you know, write my first novel and it's really, it's, I'm really going to do it. So I didn't start until I was 40 years old. I'm <laughs> 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 publishing. And at first I thought, you know how you, sometimes you think, well, you know, you have an idea for what you're going to do for your career and you figure God is giving you that idea. So you're going to get a great, um, you're just going to get a, a great reception from all publishers and put things out. And, and I prayed and everything was going to be wonderful, fasted, everything was going to be wonderful. No, that, mm. that did not happen. And I thought, Lord, you know, you, I know that you want me to use your talent. You know, everybody who, who, you know, gets a talent, you're not supposed to be buried under a bushel. You're supposed to use that talent. So I thought to myself, okay, well, you know, 
Lord, um, I'm, I'm going to write books now. I'm going to put them out. I'm going to try to get a publisher and the publishers are rejecting me. Wow. Yeah. What do I do? I literally went like on my knees to the Lord and, and said, well, what, what do you want me to do? Um, uh, Jesus once cursed a, a fig tree because it didn't bear fruit. So what do you want me to do? <laughs> and he was like, well, it, I think you should, you know, go ahead and put it out there and let the world uh, have it and I'll be with you every step of the way. And so that's what I did. And I started self-publishing. And uh, I saw ever since I kind of have a message, every time I get, um, I actually have a chance to, to talk in front of the audience, I say, um, just if, even if your dreams don't necessarily look the way that you expected, it doesn't necessarily mean that God is telling you to stop. Sometimes he wants to see, are you going to do exactly what he wanted you to do, regardless of whether or not um, the the journey looks the way you expected? Man, I, that, that's a quote right there. Yeah. That, we're going to have to put that on the wall somewhere. That's a poster. That's better than a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah we, got, we got a whole poster on that one. You got to bear fruit. You got to bear fruit. That's what we're, we're told to do. So, so you say- I am now... One, seven, seven products and five, uh, five hard, you know, hardcover books and two eBooks. And, uh, I show no sign of stopping. Actually, God has been giving me some ideas for some screenplays because we now know that, uh, more people watch streaming services now than they do, uh, uh, walk into a bookstore and, and grab books. So I've been getting some ideas for, other things that I want to do either write Netflix movies or things like that. If you need an extra, I'm in, I'm there. <laughs> I'll, I'll be yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And I work know, for don't, cheap. Don't, yeah. I work for cheap. Don't throw that out there. And then, you know, you got me emailing you, tracking you down. <laughs> you, you have my email address already. Let's go. My, <laughs> my cell number is in one of those emails, I'm sure. So, but, uh, I'm going to, we're going to come back to maybe some deeper questions that are a little harder, but. Okay. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. That's where you were born. I spent a couple weeks in Harrisburg. No way. And there was a hole-in-the-wall restaurant called the Nito Burrito. Mm. And they sold like three-pound burritos. <laughs> Best place I've ever had a burrito in my entire life. I don't know if it's still in business. It may have only been there for those two weeks, but that was oh, a great like two weeks. Their, hmm? You probably ate all their food in that three-pound burrito. I mean, I, I paid what they asked, but it was worth <laughs> right. every penny. Yeah, that's my Harrisburg story. That's no, all I got. I've been through Harrisburg about four times, traveling through for work, and uh, Three Mile Island. If you remember that from uh, this is from my childhood, so you know you guys won't know this, but saw it uh, in the history. Yeah, that's Two right. History. Yeah. We actually <laughs> yeah. got in a car and we ran from that. I remember uh, that. Yeah. I was a little girl. That's showing my age. But yeah, went through my island, almost had that meltdown. Yeah, what, what year melt, was that? Uh, it had been seventy nine, maybe mm -hmm. like somewhere right in the late seventies. And as a kid, 70s. as a kid, like mm -hmm. you said, it just scares you because you didn't know anything about that, or and everybody's like a yeah. nuclear meltdown or whatever. But uh, luckily, it didn't turn out too bad. But yeah, I've been through there. It's a beautiful part of the country. A lot of a big Amish uh, area, not too far oh, from yeah. there as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, Pennsylvania is pretty cool state. Uh, I've right. enjoyed visiting there. I mean, you got Gettysburg, you got the Liberty Bell, you've oh, got yeah. uh, Hershey's. You know, yeah. that's, what else do you need? That's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. Fresh Prince. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right. Fresh Prince. Yeah, got it all. <laughs> so you said you came to know Christ at twenty-three. Yes. 
Yeah. Was there an event or something that, that pushed you into that, or, or how did you come to that conversion? Oh, wow, that's a good question. Um, you know what's really interesting is that when I was young, I always felt like I had like I always wanted to know God more. I like always like I was that person that I never I never thought that there wasn't a God. I just didn't know how to get close to him. Um and I didn't have a family that was witnessing to me or anybody that was like close to me that had a that was close enough to to show me how to get to the Lord. Um and when I turned 23 I had just gotten I went to Temple University, graduated from Temple and I went through this, this time period where it seemed like all of my friends were leaving. I had friends that were getting married, starting families, going off to graduate school, just leaving the the Philadelphia area. And I felt very, very alone. And I had a, I worked at Temple Law School at the time and I had a coworker who would start to talk to me and said, well, listen, come to my church. And, um, and come, I went, to go visit the church and I sat in the back and this is how you know that that you don't you don't pay a lot of attention to what goes on at church but when you when you're unchurched I sat in the back and I didn't even really think about um any you know what you do at church or anything I just remember sitting back there and I I remember eating from this pack of M&Ms that I had brought with (laughs) with me (laughs) sitting like literally in the back pew just kind of listening there's something about the the what the pastor said stuck with me um about the lord and about how he you know you he he could be calling you and how he'll never leave you or forsake you and everything and i i don't know i went i after a couple of times of visiting the church i just kind of came to went back to my apartment one one sunday and just kind of sat there and was like okay well Lord, I think this, I think this is, I think you're drawing me and I think I want to come and, and, and Lord, I want you to be Lord of, of, of my life and I'll follow you. And I think my, not, I think I know my whole life changed from, from that point. One thing I would say is I never felt alone again. And even though life's had its ups and downs, I have never felt like I've been totally alone. Mm -hmm. I've, um, I'll, I'll fast forward and I won't spend a lot of time on this, but I'll fast forward when the pandemic started, I lost, um, a large amount of people from my life or made way too many that I want. My father-in-law passed away. Um, not everybody died because of pandemic, but during that time period, yeah, a lot of people yeah, died. Yeah. So I had a lot of a grief. My father-in-law, my aunt who helped raise me, um, she was one of the main people that uh, was very, very close to me when I was living in Harrisburg. Um, my daughter passed away. Um, just a lot of folk in a close period of time. But I've never felt like God wasn't there with me. And even though I've been riding waves of grief ever since then, I still feel like uh, I'm never alone. I'm always amazed that how God speaks in a wide variety of situations, right? Yeah. A large tragedy happens. Sometimes we justify and say, well, that's easy because you had that big, huge thing. But how he speaks, just whisper to you when you're alone in your apartment and nothing else is going on. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like a, you know, almost like he's screaming at you. It's just right there, yeah. so vivid in, in, right. in your life. So I do have a question for you. So you were saying you were saved at 23 and you were doing short stories and everything before that. Do you have anything that happened before you were saved that maybe you regret doing as far as stories or how, how drastic of a change was your, your writing from before to after? Oh yeah. It was a really drastic change. <laughs> when the short stories as I was writing, that were very easy for me to, uh, to write and get published. Those were like true confession stories. So there's a very much romance story. Yeah. So when I, from the time I got saved, I just stopped. I, I got gotcha, you. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get into some of your, your writing, but uh, I remember as a kid growing up in the eighties, I had a single mom and she always had a Danielle Steele book okay. on, okay. On, the, on the table and stuff. And I'm like, who is this Danielle Steele person? Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's all I ever saw. That was the only author. I, Danielle Steele, Dr. Seuss. I could name those two authors. <laughs> there it is. That's all I had. I did see, you know, you mentioned that uh, your Facebook page that you have, you talked about taking a little break recently mm-hmm. because of some grief that you'd gone through. And, um, you know, I, I think everybody goes through that, obviously. What was the, not necessarily maybe details, but uh, how did God get you kind of through that stage and the little break you took here recently? You know, social media in general, you know, it causes you to have to respond to everything. It's like when you put things out there, you, everything you put out there, you have to respond back and everything. And what had been happening was I was spending so much time there monitoring things, looking at things prior to the end of last year that I was like, you know, the only way I'm going to really hear from God for his direction for anything in future is I pull back for a little bit. And all I'm really doing is doing um, more prayer, more Bible reading in the morning. So my devotional times in the morning got a lot longer. And I just kind of spent, during the day, I would spend less time looking at my phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) and more time looking at his word and just hearing him speak to me uh, uh, a lot. And I started getting into... um, I don't know if this is good not letting YouTube kind of play uh, YouTube has these wonderful people who put on like eight, seven, eight hour long, uh, like piano mm-hmm. worship songs. And they'll put, they'll talk scripture, like with the worship songs yeah. and everything. And just listen to that. Just listen, just hear, hear the word spoken to me mm-hmm. and uh, hearing, walking with the God, with God, listening to his word helps helped me to stop feeling um the hard parts of grief is if that makes sense to stop concentrating on the pain and concentrate on walking with him social media is like fake reality with a sprinkle of truth right it's easy to get lost in that and you're living for a digital life instead of li- mm-hmm. living a real life almost yeah. and it, i mean even you know you wake up first thing you do grab your phone and start scrolling through yeah. Oh yeah, social media or the sports scores or the and it's just a lot of people say I, you know that's their first thought. Well, they wake up, where's my phone? Grip my phone, and mm-hmm. I mean you know it takes the place of so many real things. It takes the place of God. Our t- the time we spend with God and yeah. Jesus many a times just got away from everybody. You know when he was ready to pray or or contemplate or just whatever he went away. And everybody you know you knew he was ready to talk to God. Yeah. So. 
<clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. So uh, we'll cut that out. It's all right. I appreciate that. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you said at the age of 23 you met the Lord and and, and you kind of went through with the Lord, but you didn't write your first book until an undetermined age that we won't talk about. Undetermined age. So she said it. The audio just cut out. Yeah, I didn't yeah. hear it. There was a glitch in that. I heard it. <laughs> I didn't hear it. <laughs> so my my question is is with it being so hard on you to 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 come up with what to write. Because you right. wanted to write for the Lord. Did you ever have that spiritual battle between yourself of just going back to the easy way of what you knew worked? No, believe it or not, no. Um, because I always thought, you know, no, if I can't put my if I can't put my spiritual self out there, if I have to put something out there, like a lot of writers will use like a um like a pseudonym or, or something and say, okay, we'll just go ahead and make money. But I was like, no, if I, if I'm going to use, I believe my God, my time is God's time. And if I'm going to use my time and my, my talent, I don't want to put anything out there that I'm not proud to say that. Yes. Yes. I wrote that. And yes, I am a Christian. So I never was, no, I was. Like, well, I respect I, you I, a lot for that. So yeah, <laughs> it's harder. I think it's harder to, I think it's harder to write faith-based because it's, it's easier to be wild and woolly it's easier to to in, in my opinion now somebody could say oh but I would, you know maybe not but no i i would think so when you have no restraint can write whatever right yeah. but i think that right now especially now we have a lot of content out there that's just whatever but how are we better for it mm-hmm. how how is how is our country better for how are people better for it I don't, I don't, I don't think that we are. Which goes right back into your social media break, right? When you Mm -hmm. log on to social media, you have all of that out there that's easy to access. What is not easy to access is the word of God. It is for us to to access it from the Bible and things, but in in terms of like uh, social media or whatever, it's it's not out there in front of your face to just open Facebook and say, here's 10 articles about God. It's usually got 10 articles about stuff that you don't really benefit from reading. So right. mm-hmm. I, I can understand that completely. But talking about Christian writing, I mean, we, the, the book we base our faith off of, the Bible, is full of sex and war and all kinds of crazy stuff, right? That is mm-hmm. uh, straight from the Word of God, straight in, from somebody inspired by God to write or from Jesus himself. So, you know, so I, I think we can have exciting stories based in real events that happen in the world that are still faith-based, but I'm not the one trying to write it down either. So uh, writer's block, how do you come up with ideas? Do you face right? I mean, you've talked about some of the struggle already, but do you try and, you know, continue one story to the next, like a a series, or do you try and do different things all the time or just however you happen to be inspired? Believe it or not, um, I, I don't necessarily believe in writer's block per se. Um, a lot of writer's block, when anybody talks about writer's block, it usually has to do with, they they have an idea, but they haven't fleshed it out enough. They haven't spent enough time with the characters to know how the characters would handle things. They might have like a situation, but they don't know enough about the character they want to write about to know how that person would do anything. So let's say they have like, character we'll call him mike or whatever and i'll say okay mike has lost his family in the car crash what is mike gonna do but if they don't know much about mike like they don't know uh if mike is a believer or not 
you know, if they'll, if they'll stop right there, it's, and they'll say, okay, well, I'm not sure what my, that's writer's block. So when I know who my characters are, I, I can pretty much tell where they're going to go. My faith, my characters who have faith and my characters who don't, they'll react to things in different ways. And I'm and I'm like going off on tangents, so stop me if, oh, if it's no, keep it going. I'm not answering the question. You get fit right back, in this show. In. <laughs> We're um, all about going off on tangents. It took me a long time to get my first idea, but now I now it's like I now have so many ideas. I I'm I'm I I'll say if it's like a little fish, I'll throw it back in the water. I'm like, nah, I don't want to do nah, that. That sounds crazy. I'm not going to do that idea. Or, you know, and characters come to me more than more than anything else now like i have an idea for like a like my first thriller like a like a i wouldn't call it horror because I, I don't think you know faith and horror go together more like thriller like surprises that people um like little twists a story that kind of has a twist in it it has like a mega church pastor and some other stuff going on and it's actually going to be based in texas and that much i knew like these ideas will come to me, like take somebody from the East Coast, put them in Texas, and have them go to a mega church where the people aren't quite what they seem. And now I'm giving ideas away. I was going to yeah. say, don't say too much. <laughs> don't say. Shh. You are helping somebody with writer's block right now. <laughs> How long does it take you to write a book? Oh, wow, that's a great question. Um, it takes me. It can take me like a season, like two seasons, I would say, to write a. Uh, to write a, a rough draft. But after those two seasons are over, it might take me like a full year to get it to what I would call like ready for an, like an actual reader to, to look at. So that first set of ideas is, it's not really, it's not really, um, how would I say, um, it's not reader ready. <laughs> right. It takes like a full year for it to get reader ready. So even this thriller, I have like, the basic part of it, written the very first part of it, but I know it'll take like a full year to to bring it around. So if you if you come up with an idea and you get your first draft, you send that to a publisher or somebody. How how much do they change it typically? How like the what's the revision process when you send it out to somebody else? Okay, well, send it out to a publisher usually for well for me, my experience has been they've been thank you. No, we're not going to publish it. But if I if I just have an editor look at it, um, they what they'll do is they'll give me notes and they'll tell me what it seems like it's not working about the story. Um, and also, I have like what I would call beta readers. They're people who get my book before anybody else. And, and this is just regular folk. And it's not, um, um, not people in the business, people who would look to buy books mm -hmm. would tell me, um, they'll say, they'll read for me and they'll read, they'll read it. And they'll give me like a, like a, just like notes, like on anything you get on, um, a, a, a friendly critique. Yeah. And they'll say, well, I like this scene or I didn't like this scene or character didn't work for them. And what I'll do is I'll listen to like, if I hear um, more than three people say that a certain character didn't work for them or a certain team didn't work, for them, then it's automatically deleted or it's changed because it's, then it's like a, yeah. and but the hardest thing is getting feedback from people who will, who will say that they really like it because that doesn't give me much to go on. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> okay, you liked it. Okay. What'd you like? <laughs> what? 
Yeah. That's right. a tough process, putting yourself out there for that criticism or the critiques or whatever the term you want to use is. But you got to, I feel like I have to talk a little fancy tonight because we have an author, a wordsmith. <laughs> no. uh, non fancy is fine, non fancy works. But I mean, that's, you know, that is open, opening yourself up to yeah. criticism yeah. and a critique and for something that you have worked a year or more on. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of tough. So during during that time of you writing, is there like an actual schedule, like your day in day out? Like, are you scheduling certain time throughout the day to actually sit down and write, or is it just yeah. as something pops up, you're just stopping and jotting it down, kind of thing? So I want to add on to that. Is okay. is writing your full time job? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Okay. So that Thank makes you. I mean that yeah that, that, that more answers a lot more question. yeah. Okay. You have even smaller time frames of actually being able to sit down and write. Yeah. I, I kind of tell myself I do all types of writing related type things. Um, meaning um, I also have a, I run a small business um, where I do editing and I, and I do book coaching for other people. And so I work on other people's books, which is gives me a great way of like taking my uh, background and edit and writing and editing and applying it to other people. So I do that, but yes, back to your question. I regularly have like a three or four hour clip um, Monday through Saturday where all I'm doing is working on writing. So today I was working on a screenplay. So the first part of the morning is just that. And it's, and it's every day I'm looking at something different until I'm like actually writing the whole thing through. So today was just all about characters, you know, my web of characters that will make up the story and writers get, you know, to get through a book or even to get through a screenplay, we get really analytical. We start looking at stuff like in ways that you probably don't think that we do. We look at, okay, who's the, who's our hero? Okay. Our, my hero is Calvin and who's his, you know, opponent. Oh, his opponent is DJ. And who's the love interest and what's their archetype? Are they a nurturer? Are they a femme fatale? Are they a, um, are they a mystery person? And what's what's Calvin's you know background? He's a businessman. Why does he want to be a businessman? You know what happened to his family? You start going deeper and deeper and deeper. And everything I know about the character has to drive the narrative forward. Forward. So once I have those characters, and it takes a while to get them in, um, I start going at it scene by scene. And mm-hmm. usually a rough draft is like a scene per day but mind you I already know the characters so I can write that fast once I get to that point the hardest part is the very beginning the character the general premise the characters and then the um the conflict and then I start with okay scene one scene two scene three scene four average movie that you would see would be like 10 scenes at the beginning 20 in the middle 10 at the end average book same thing but um with books you can write longer so Scenes might take me a little bit longer. Um, so a couple hours and just work on different pieces each yeah. day, except for Sunday, which is always a Sabbath rest yeah. for me. And kind of building on that, um, what if someone's listening and they're like, I, I think I want to get into writing. Or I, I notice you put on your blog or whatever, just write. I mean, just get out there, I guess, and do it. But what kind of, yeah. um, you know, instruction or advice would you give somebody who really wanted to maybe get into writing? I would say <laughs> if they really wanted to do it, I would say follow follow your passion, set a schedule. Um, 
and just and really uh, sit there, everything I said in the blog and sit down and really and really start writing. But the other thing is, I'd say, know that um, writing doesn't necessarily um, it's hard to do. <laughs> it's never it's not it's not it every day I, I look at Lord and I'm say I say, Lord, I could have been I, I think it would have been easier to be an accountant. It would have been easier to be um uh almost anything else than than this it's it's tough getting inside of characters heads and making them do things and then sometimes it's it's doesn't seem like it's it's lucrative enough so i would say make sure number one make sure you want to do it and then when you want to do it make sure you have a schedule a two or three hour clip each day when you can work on just that with no distractions um and then you know follow it all the way through to the end don't start one project and then start another project and then start another project get that project and work it all the way through to the end no matter how you feel about it even if you think oh it's not going well finish it anyway finish it and you know get eyes on it see if it if it if it will work out even if it doesn't, trust me, some if it's faith-based and it has a decent message to it, I would say that for all my faith-based creep people out there, it's it's going to resonate with someone. It's art, though. Don't expect it to resonate with everyone. I've heard people say to me, you know, oh, I wouldn't read that. You know, this Christian is too corny. That's fine. Um, everything's not for everybody. What exactly is a book coach? <laughs> book coach is just somebody who takes someone who's starting to do writing and they know they have a writing project but they don't they aren't sure of the steps involved and like they may have little pieces of writing and they want to pull them together into a book and so what they do is sit with me and they'll say okay this is what I have what can I make out of this so this is the type of book that I want to do and I'll say okay well, you want to, this is the type of writing that you have. This could be a devotional for one client. Another client may come to me and theirs is looking more like a how-to. Okay, so you want to make it a how-to. Some people have small bits of, okay, well, small bits of pieces. If you want to put this together and try to make this like a journal, put pieces on top of the pages and make this like a journal. And this is how it can be structured. And this is how you can distribute it. Um, but it's, it's really just consulting, you know, like you would do for anything else. Like if you had a house and you weren't quite sure what you wanted to put in, you might consult with like an interior designer, same thing with, uh, with a book. If you're not necessarily in the world of writing, but you have a book in you and you're not quite sure how to get together, you talk to a book coach and they would tell you, okay, this is what you got. And this is how you can get to a final product. It's a great answer. I mean, I didn't know the answer, but that's a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> JC, there's your answer how somebody can get into <laughs> writing books. Get a book coach. Get a book coach. Get a book <laughs> like coach. It. Get a book coach, yeah. Have you changed the way you write or your process over time? I was listening to some comedians actually the other day say that when they write jokes, some of them practice like a free flow writing where they just sit down and they write, I'm in a blue chair and I'm – the carpet's brown, and they just start writing their thoughts, and that gets them into a place where jokes come from for them. Have you done different types of writing, or has it always been the same for you? No, I've done different types. That type that you just talked about there with, with comedians, yeah, I've done that too. And that comes out, that makes the most creative scenes that I've ever uh, done before. It just 
for some reason, I can only do that type style of writing like very early in the morning, like with a cup of coffee and just come into my office and just start writing stuff. But that is the best way of doing it. Other times, yeah, it's just completely structured. I know what I'm going to go in and write that day. I know who I'm going to write about. And I just kind of um, go at it from a, okay, I know what my scene is supposed to be. So I'm going to write it in in that way. So different, different ways, it depends. But that free writing way, that's the, that is the most, that gets me into the most creative area I can be in. One of the questions I had for you was um, like, say in the business world, a lot of people talk about networking and like, I always got to meet the next person. So I have that relationship. So maybe I can move forward in my career. Is there a lot of networking with authors and doing that kind of? It's actually very recommended um, because I'm independent. I don't have, I don't, I should do it more, but I don't look at it you know, it, as a way, because I'm doing, I think most of what I'm doing is more of a, of an independent providing entertainment for a faith-based people type of thing. It's not a, I'm trying to build a career like, like Stephen King type right, of, okay. of thing. It could turn into that if the Lord leads me, Yeah, but that's not where I am right, yeah. <laughs> right now. I was going to ask about your speaking career. What What kind of speaking do you do you like to do and, and enjoy doing? Probably it's just like anything that I would talk about um, with writing. If someone, if like, for example, if I, if a women's conference needs a speaker and I wanted to talk about how someone could, if they had a passion for writing, how they could start, I could talk about that. Or I'd talk about lately, I've been talking on different podcasts about grief Um that's a hard topic to talk about, but God really brought me through and is still bringing me through. And so I'll talk about that, but mostly writing, writing. Cause I would so love to talk to audiences about writing books, publishing, anything like that. So if you, if you don't mind, we'll touch on grief a little bit. I know you talked about during the pandemic, losing several family members, including a daughter. Uh, what are some of the things that you did to kind of get through that hard time? Um, I say a lot, a lot of prayer and a lot of just um, trusting God. It put me into a place where um, it made my faith very, very real. Um, And understanding that the Lord never told us that everything was going to be great all the time and told us that we were to expect that um, suffering is a part of life. And so when it hit me, um, the first thing I had to do was, was trust God in a deeper way. And I have been trusting him that way ever since in a way that, um, that says, I don't do anything without trusting God. Well, I don't do anything with, without, um, prayer. I was going to ask too, out of the books you've written, do you have a favorite one? And, uh, why would that be if you did? favorite that's a good one um yeah I think engaged is my favorite engaged is my favorite because um I never got a chance before to or I never let my comedic voice show um as my and engaged let me be funny um because I had a, a young 20 something character and you know we meet her she's running from a drone 
um, <laughs> which turns out to be a proposal, but uh, she has some PSTD issues <laughs> and she sees a drone coming at her and it's uh, it starts out with a little bit of hijinks. So that's my my favorite. And um, I, I like, I don't know, I like, it's not a love story per se. It deals with people getting married, but it's more of, of uh, seeing people embrace what marriage really is, what the, what commitment is supposed to be. I mean, there's this Instagram idea of, I love you and wedding dresses and commitment. And then there's the real commitment to a spouse for forever. And that's what that character has to deal with. So I, I like seeing the, the, the trajectory of, of how she accepts that Lord, I'll, she's going to be married to this man for the rest of her life. And she has to support him through, you know, good and bad. And, you know, no matter what rich, poor, I kind of take them through all of those, those uh, uh, kind of scenarios. And I love that one the most because I like to laugh. I like to make other people laugh when I can. So yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. The Instagram picture of marriage is, you know, kind of like you said, you know, wedding mm -hmm. dresses and tablecloth and, you know, mm -hmm. the, the home living, fine living meal laid out and stuff. And right. then the, the reality side is like <laughs> you walk in, they're sick. Everybody in the house is yeah. sick and there's a pile of dirty Kleenex on the table oh, and yeah. all this is like, they don't show this part. This is. Do you no. still love me? <laughs> hey, let's not get personal in right. Ryan. <laughs> that has never happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Instagram versus reality is a real yeah. thing. Yeah. What? So, have you? You said you had ebooks. Have you ever done an audio book where someone read for you, like read the book, so where people could just buy the audio? Actually, no. But I would love to. I would love to. I'm, I've looked at some things for audio books. Mm -hmm. um, I've had people tell me, "Well, you know, you should you should read." You know, I'm like, "Where am I going to get time to read and?" <laughs> right at the same time you know i would love to like hire uh actors and actresses to be able to like well that's read. my that's my second part if you got to pick who it was who would you pick oh my goodness <laughs> that's a great question <laughs> uh, no for real honestly that's that's a great question you know i have to think about that like if i if i had if i if god gave me anyone i, I really have to think about that i'm not sure but I would, yeah, I I would love to do an audiobook at any time. Yeah. Ryan nice. is asking because he doesn't read and he wants to listen to your books. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's Guilty. on to something. Let me tell you, you know, audiobooks are big uh, because people don't get the time to read yeah. like they like they used to, and even I don't read as much as I would like to, and I find myself listening more and more. Um, but to do a very good audiobook um, production is is hard to do for the same reason what you're doing with the podcast mm -hmm. is hard. You know, imagine you know with every reading of a chapter, then it has to go to editing. Then you, if there's any little glitches, it has to be redone. And yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, for 40, 45 chapters, I'm like, you know, hmm, I don't, you know, <laughs> I'm like, do I have time to oversee that? You know, yeah. A good one. He stumped her. Yes. I wasn't, try, I wasn't trying bit. to stump her. Sorry about that. <laughs> that was fine. I was like, I'll have to really think about that. Who would I read? Who would I read? I don't know. We talked about taking a break from social media, but you are active on social media, on Facebook and others. 
And I, I saw on your Facebook where you do a Friday fun day or funny day. You want to talk I do about a Friday, that? A like little? a little Friday comic, a little Friday fun thing. You saw that. I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I try to make a little t- kind of comic thing, comic break thing. So you do have a comedic I, voice. There, there's a comedian in there somewhere. <laughs> I do. I like I like being funny more than being more than being serious. I have serious books, but I I I do. I if I could, I would love to to. I think at this point, really write a a comedy movie of some sort. I got an idea when I was at church. I'll throw that. See, I, that's where I get some of my best ideas. Um. I got an idea for a, a movie. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but it's going to be based on um, a group of praying moms who, yeah. you know, somebody, a woman who's going through. Don't give too much away now. Huh? Don't give away too much. I won't go give back away to writer's block. <laughs> but I wanted to call it like praying aunties or praying moms or something like that. But I wanted to be all comedic, not it's, it's some little serious pieces, but I wanted to be all comedic. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, Mom's Night Out. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen it? Well, you know, my wife has seen it. I don't know that I watched it, but uh-huh. you know, I was at the house. <laughs> he was sitting right there next to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that's a good one. It's a it's a, it that one was a it was a good one. Uh, when I saw that, I thought, you know, I could, I wish I could write something like. I have to sit down and try to figure out a way to write something like that. But it's faith based, but it's really funny. I was going to ask one more. Uh, the the book Broken Together, I saw where you kind of titled that about pouring grace and how important that is because everybody wants it when they mess up, but you know, and you, and you demand too much of it when you're offended. But uh, was there something, a particular something behind that that made you uh, kind of spend a whole book on pouring grace? Or No, it just kind of came to me. I wanted, that's my first one, and I wanted to write about something that um, a problem, well, that one deals with adultery. So I wanted uh, something that kind of dealt with a, a test in a woman's life um, because, again, no test, no testimony. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wanted her to be able to grow through a situation, but not just like the woman scorned yeah. to have to, you know, to have to be the person that not only has to forgive, but be there for, for someone else. Again, showing that... Um, we go through stuff in this life. People go through things in this life. Everything is not all rosy, especially in some marriages, but it is possible. Um, God gives us grace when he allows us, even choosing us to be with him. Um, Definitely. And coming to our lives and forgiving us of our sins. And then sometimes we feel like, oh, I'll never forgive somebody. Listen, (laughs) we're called to forgive people. Yeah. You know, all all books and movies do is allow you to see people walk these things out, you know, in a fictional sense. There's another poster, no test, no testimony. Yeah, that one yes. we can put that one on the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every, every, almost every, every episode. episode we have somebody says something. We're like, "There's our next t-shirt." Mm-hmm. One day we're gonna have some t-shirts, but we <laughs> should. Yes, merchandise is everything now. Merchandise, everything. Get those t-shirts out there. Brittany, where you at? Don't <laughs> better call her, not me. Uh, KL, is there anything that uh, we haven't hit on that you'd like to hit on? Or I want to say, you know, to anyone who um, has a dream and of doing anything creative, 
um, be it um, a television show or a movie or a, or a book or a web series or anything like that. And they're Christian and they're feeling like, you know, it's, it's getting a little tough out here <laughs> for us to find, find the strength, find the strength and, and ask the Lord for the strength to be able to get their dream out there. Don't let it die. Um, we, we're Christian folk, but we like to watch things too. You know, we, <laughs> we like entertainment too, and we need things that are, I, I used to use this term, you know, clean entertainment, but then somebody challenged me and said, well, what does that mean? Does that mean every other type of entertainment is dirty? I was like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't use that term, right. but what I would say is, you know who you are as faith-based folks, you know, you're not going to look at everything. Yeah. And um, you need to, if you're creative, you need to get your stuff out there because you you will have an audience. You will have people who want to read your book or watch your web series or watch a movie. So don't get, get discouraged, get it out, bear fruit um, because you were called to. That's very good. Well, KL, we end every episode with, with a Bible verse and you talked about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. This is from Ephesians chapter four, verse 32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. So, Amen. Yeah. She, she's Amen. preaching to us. So there it is right there from God's word. But KL, thank you so much for coming on. And this, this was great. We had a fun time. Uh, make sure you check her out. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, check out her website. And also check out a movie she's going to write soon, and I'll be in it somewhere. I, <laughs> probably not the lead, but you'll see me. I'll have a line. Now, wait, everybody. He said it. He said it. So there when I go. call and say, hi, yeah, yeah. We're, we're filming in Philly right now. Hey, I'll, I'll be there. I'll nice. be there. That'd be great. But thank you so much for coming on and talking a little bit, telling your story, and uh, just you. taking some time out. Thanks so much for having me. It, it yeah. was a blast. Yeah. Enjoyed it. We enjoyed we it, it yeah. immensely. Yeah. Make sure you check out her book. She has lots of books, lots of short stories that you can go check out. Just get on the old Google machine and you will find it. And is there any? Is there a preferred method for where people can get your books? I would say I drive everybody to my website, www.klgilchrist. And I like to spell that by G-I-L-Christ.com. <laughs> And I'll say an interesting thing about my last name. I, I am married, but I use that. I use my given name is Gilchrist. So um, I kept that for my author name because that name actually does mean helper of the Lord. Wow. That I love is that. The, wow. the meaning. Yeah. And don't, that's what you're doing. Don't be ashamed mm -hmm. about spelling your name like that because that's how I rem remembered it when I was sending emails and texts to these guys about different stuff. Mm -hmm. That's how I remembered to spell your last name correctly. So, I, you know. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. It works, even on people like me, non-authors yeah. and oh, yeah. such. But thank you so much for coming on. We, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Thank you all for listening. You know it. God loves you. We love you more. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to GPS to God. Make sure you leave a rating or review on whichever app you happen to use. Also find us on YouTube and be sure to subscribe to our channel.